Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Very pleased to have joining us on the show today, Utah Senior Senator Mike Lee. Senator, thanks for jumping on with us. Thank you, Boyd. Always good to be with you. That's a, it's a big day for you in the state of Utah. I know you've got a number of things you're working on in terms of uh, the Social Capital Project. And I know you've also got some friends coming into town for some political things as well. And let's let's start with the Social Capital uh, Project. Uh, give us just a quick update there. We know there's been a lot coming out in terms of reports on inflation. Uh, give us some insight to that. Yeah, my Joint Economic Committee team, as, uh, as you know, been uh, running something called the Social Capital Project. Uh, for the last five or six years, in which we've been trying to evaluate how people experience associational life, how they interact together. And I I wanted to find out what's happening with inflation. What we discovered is pretty alarming. You know, we've known that uh, nationally prices generally are up at around 7.5%. We've even learned that locally uh, inflation is a little bit higher uh, more like 9% um, with products costing, on average, about 9 to 9.5% more right now than they did just a year ago. We did a, a deeper dive with this study, and what we found that was that housing is up 8%, food 7%, energy 29%. That's having all kinds of impacts. The net effect of this, Floyd, is that nationally, the average American household is experiencing an additional $385 of in, increased costs on everything they buy this year compared to last year. And Utah, that number is staggeringly high at $511 a month. Every single month, the average Utah family is shelling out $511 more. This all because of failed policies come out of Washington, D.C. and perpetuated by the Biden administration. They're things that are making everything Americans buy more expensive. Now, keep in mind, $511, that's a, that's a heck of a payment uh, on, you know, your child's future college education or a heck of a payment on a nice car or boat or uh, even, uh, even a nice payment on a house. Yeah. That's not going to anything. That's just going to higher prices brought about by excessive government spending resulting in too many dollars chasing too few goods. Yeah. 
So as I know as you've looked at that and uh, studied that in the Joint Economic Committee, uh, that's actually led to some legislation that you have introduced uh, that would actually require uh, a little different kind of vote uh, if inflation hits certain levels. Tell us just a little bit about uh, how that bill came about and what it, what it would actually do. Yeah, we started looking at the fact that government itself is producing this inflation, this higher cost of everything we buy. And these government policies resulting in that, of course, come through Congress. So I wanted to make sure that Congress had a more difficult time inflating the American dollar. That's why I introduced a bill called the Price Act. Here's what the Price Act would do. It would require that any time inflation uh, rises above 3%, that requirement kicks in such that any new spending has to be approved by a three-fifths supermajority within both houses of Congress, the House and in the Senate. We want to make it more difficult for Congress to spend money we don't have, because what happens when we do that, the, the effect of it, it's a little more complicated than this, but the effect of it is, is essentially the same as it would be if we were just printing more money. And what, what that does is it, it makes poor Americans and middle-class Americans poor. Rich people find a way to get even richer off of it. They can game the system. But uh, uh, regular people uh, are always hurt by it. And often it's done with members of Congress patting themselves on the back and being congratulated in in the press and otherwise for spending more money, even while they're really doing all that at the expense of poor middle-class families. Yeah, you, you've often talked about the idea that uh, so often these kinds of policies coming out of Washington, D.C. hurt the poor and the most vulnerable among us the most. Uh, and there there seems to be this growing uh, divide and this growing challenge in Congress, uh, the, this idea that Washington just keeps saying, trust us, trust us. Uh, and really, it's time to, to flip the script on that and uh, say, no, let's we trust the American people. And I know that's a big part of what you're doing with the Social Capital Project uh, is kind of flipping that script and, and forcing Congress uh, and Washington, D.C. to trust the American people uh, in a little different way. No, that's exactly exactly right. Uh, whenever you hear politicians, especially politicians in Washington, saying, you need me? You should hear, no, uh, Mr. Politician, you need us. Uh, Whenever you hear people saying, trust the government and be skeptical of the people, uh, you should know that the correct answer there is uh, good things happen when we trust the people and are skeptical of government. This allows us to do that, and this allows us to continually remind government that government works for the people. Uh, and then finally, Senator, uh, you have uh, tried to take this uh, Utah model. I know you've brought a, a number of people uh, to the state of Utah over the last few years uh, showing a, a model of upward mobility and of social capital. As you continue to, to showcase that, uh, obviously Utah has some challenges and problems uh, in and of itself. Uh, but as you do that, as you share the lessons from Utah in terms of that social capital, upward mobility uh, what are your colleagues seeing and sensing, and is there a, a way to get that message through in Washington, D.C.? Well, yeah, the message comes through loud and clear. Today I've, I've got um, uh, South Dakota Governor Christy Nome and Paul here with me attending some political events today. They're meeting voters, Utah citizens of every stripe, and they're learning about how we do things here. And they're seeing 
what happens when you have a group of people who just want to be free. They, they want government to stay out of their lives. And in Utah, we've got a government that, for the most part, allows people to do what they do best, which is work hard and provide for their families. The government doesn't purport to be the expert on everything. The government's there to make sure that we're safe and that certain basic conditions are met. Then it allows people to work things out on their own. That's a message that Washington would do well to learn from. Fantastic. Utah Senior Senator Mike Lee traveling throughout the uh, state today and uh, appreciate the update and the Social Capital Project. I think that's such a a vital thing and uh, love this Price Act uh, in terms of getting some different kind of conversations going in our nation's capital. Senator, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Boyd. All right. Uh, again, that my, that's my conversation with uh, Senator Mike Lee. We'll actually have my conversation with Rand Paul coming up at the top of the hour at 2 o'clock. We'll step aside for a quick commercial break. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.